Hey guys, welcome back to Thick, Strong, and Awkward with John Stacy. Today just so happens to be my guest's birthday, so I'm going to drop this episode a few hours early at a celebration for him. Tyler Young competed at Clash and was fan favorite voted into the finals in 2021, earning his invite back for 2022. He's now prepping for America's Strongest Man, where he earned an amateur invite with the online qualifier and is hoping to earn his pro card there as a uh, top-ranked amateur. We talk military, family, and coaching, as well as how he got involved promoting a regional qualifier in Nashville. Tyler went for the world record log press in the 105 class this weekend here at Waco, Texas. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, log pinned his beard to his chest, and he couldn't turn his head properly, so he couldn't dip. And uh, it was the strangest thing I've ever seen, so we'll cover that as well. All right, here we go. How you doing? Ah, uh, doing well. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. Probably less sore than you. <laughs> I'm actually not that sore. I ended up squatting this morning, so. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, I saw you doing the duffalo bar. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hit any lifts, so uh, I don't really have a reason to be sore. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The beard prevented that. I see you took care of that problem. Yeah, never again. Never again. <laughs> That'd be the most upsetting <laughs> thing ever. I don't think I've ever heard of that happening. Yeah, well. I mean, I'm not, I'm not real big for excuses. Um, so, I mean, if I were stronger, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. So back to the drawing board. Let's. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. If you could have gotten it off your chest anyway, it really wouldn't have mattered, but. Yep. So it probably threw you for a little bit of a loop. Yeah, no doubt. Um, honestly, I just wasn't able to recover mentally after that. I mean, missing your opener, just traveled yeah. all that. I, I wasn't able to get out of my head, but lessons learned. Yeah, that's a tough way to start a, any kind of competition, whether it's a record or an actual comp. So, No doubt. No yeah. doubt. I mean, let's go over. What uh, what were your attempts again? You started with, what, a 370? Uh, 373. Okay. Um, 370 and 380 a handful of times. Um, then we jumped to 400, which I've missed a handful of times, all right at lockout. Um, and then I, I obviously didn't take the 412 attempt, um, but it would have made a difference one way or another. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't there. Watch, I mean, Camby missed his 400 attempt and decided to make the jump and then nailed it. Yeah. So it was like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm super proud of him. Couldn't have happened mm-hmm. to a better what I mean, so. Absolutely. I wish I could talk shit or something like that, but no, I mean, <laughs> good dude, so happy for him. Uh, but I did t- I did pull him aside. I was like, uh, you know that 412 isn't safe. I was like, you're not going to have that very long. I was like, because uh, this, this isn't going to happen again. And he just... He just grinned the way he did, nodded. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you guys set the he set the new record just ninety pounds shy of the heavyweight open record. So you guys are pushing it. I mean, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And his his axle record is only what sixty or seventy pounds shy of the open heavyweight record. Uh, I don't remember exactly what that mm-hmm. is. It four sixteen? Is that what it is? He set it at 417, and I can't remember. Okay. The open heavy is like 470-something, right? Okay. Yeah, I don't really 
track the open heavyweights the way I should, to be honest, uh, as far as those records. But, but yeah, I mean, he, he's on the tear. I'd like to see him get the dumbbell record, too. Uh, yeah. But that, that son of a bitch is up there. So, hopefully, yeah. yeah. That's, what, 275? Oof. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, if anybody could do it, I, I believe he could, absolutely. Um, no doubt. He said that block record he just said is only 40 pounds shy of the heavyweight record. So, I mean, yeah. he's pushing the envelope he, hard. 330, which is only a, like 20 pounds shy of the heavyweight record, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like 352. Yeah. <clears throat> it's wild. He's on a different level uh, than the rest of us. Uh, you know what I mean? So <laughs> everybody's catching up, though. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah, you got. Uh, do you have any plans to try and pursue that uh, record throughout the Clash series? Or are you waiting? I'll probably wait. So, kind of how the rest of my year is going to look. Um, so, here in like what eighteen days now is America's Strongest mm-hmm. Man. How I do mm-hmm. there? If I go on to uh, nationals or not. Um, but uh, if I don't have to do national, I might do Static Monsters there at the end of the month. I don't know that a, a record attempt will be in the cards there, but mm-hmm. who knows? I may take another shot at four. We'll see how I'm feeling. Yeah, that'd be rad. And you, uh, for ASM, you earned your spot through the online qualifier, right? That is correct. That's correct. There were three of us that got through. That's awesome. What uh, what numbers did you hit? So we had to do a three hundred five log, uh, clean and press away. You had to do at least three, I think, for your video to count. Uh, and I did either six or seven, depending on if she counted my seventh rep, which was a little wobbly. Um, and then you had to do a 725 uh, for reps. You could do touch and go. Um, so I did a, I did it for five. You had to be able to do at least three. And then you had to do, I think it was a 325 hand farmers for 60 feet. And I ran that in about 10 seconds. You um, 725 for five touch and go? Yeah. No suits were allowed, right? No. That's wild. Yeah, well, but then uh, uh, Bromley, I think he pulled five as well, and then I think Frank pulled like eight or something crazy. So yeah, well, uh, Frank's a freak deadlifter anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, he hit. He, I think he hit three on the log, and then you know we all of our farmers times were right there. She never posted like a leaderboard or anything like that, but um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many of us actually like had the ability to put in at those numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of the or maybe they're deficient at the deadlift or they're deficient at the press uh, or, or they're missing something. You know what I mean? So the three of us that got through um, were your more static guys. So, yeah. which it's, it's for this like four maxes at ASM or something. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, do you feel being uh, more static strength rather than, I mean, you don't move poorly, but more static strength. Do you think that has a little bit to do with your, like your height? Uh. I don't know. I think it's just what I prioritize. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, I think that if I, um, just like with anything that we do, we, we tend to gravitate towards the things that we're better at and the things that we enjoy and, and stuff like that. And I think, I mean, you take a, um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you will, is Josh Isley. Josh is tall and lanky and loves carrying Hoosfell stones. So if he were to be given a free event at a competition, he would pick a Hoosfell stone. Well, I'm going to pick a heavy log because it's, you know, something that I, enjoying that's something that I'm good at. And I think that we tend to, uh, especially those of us who don't, you know, keep a coach all the time. Uh, we tend to kind of gravitate to training the way that we want to, um, around the things that we want to. So makes sense. I mean, heavy who's carry and a heavy log are both events at ASM. So yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, hopefully it's just heavy enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That heavy Usafel for Max is brutal. I mean, they did it at Nats last yeah. year and it was just, and ASM last year. Yeah. Yeah. It I did destroyed it. people. <laughs> so if you, uh, if you don't get your pro card at ASM, you plan on going to nationals? For sure. For sure. I'm already qualified. I'll yep. just uh, like an eight hour drive, I think from where I'm oh. at in Kentucky. So I'll just dip, which I'm, I'm going to be there regardless. I have a couple athletes that are competing there. Um, so I'm going to be there one way or another. Um, but I mean, it's, it's pretty stacked, but honestly, it's a really good show for me. Um, and I, I really had to kind of play with, you know, whether or not, uh, I should skip ASM and just do nationals. I mean, max log, two pressing events, heavy side handle deadlift. Um, I mean, it's a good show for me, uh, to be honest, but, uh, I mean, you can't can't pass on the opportunity for ASM the first year they're going to allow amateurs in. So, um, just do what I can do. Especially with a twelve thousand dollars prize on the line. No doubt. Yeah, no that's doubt. amazing. Yeah, and then I mean, you win it as an amateur, you get your pro card, get twelve Gs. Yeah, I think that originally it was um, it was like the highest placing amateur was going to get a pro card, but I think that. That's been changed. Uh, you got to be on the podium now, which, to be honest, with you know who all's coming, I think the highest placing amateur is going to be on the podium anyway. It's just you know who's who's going to kind of show up. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, and they took three amateurs for heavyweight too, right? So it probably upped them yeah. up to like five or six competitors. Um, the only one I remember for sure, or the only ones I remember, Justin Kielhofer, who's crazy strong. Oh yeah, kid, crazy static strength. Uh, Josh. I'm going to say his name, Silvis, maybe. Yeah. I think is his yeah. name. He's a fucking freak monster. He pulled 880 at Nats last year, like ragdolled it off the ground. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It was it was bananas. I can't remember who the third one was that got through. Um, I don't know. But, uh, man, that heavyweight lineup looks stacked with, you know, Marcus Crowder and Wes Claiborne. And I think there's oh, yeah. Yeah, some other rumors swirling around about who else is going to be there, but that'll be a good show. Yeah. I'm excited to see if the one that we're not allowed to talk about is going to be there for real or not. <laughs> Man, I hope he does. Yeah. I almost want to spoil it, but I probably shouldn't. We'll just wait. Yeah. No one all the way top bullying. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so has static strength always been your forte? Like, did you start out in strongman? I don't, I'm not familiar with how you began. Hey. Honestly, um, I started strongman when I was in the Marine Corps. Um, I wanted a way to be more combat effective, and I didn't think CrossFit was it. I just, you know, it seemed a little too cultish for me. Little did I know how strongman was. But uh, so <laughs> I wanted a way to be more, you know, combat effective. Um, so there was, I was at uh, MP school at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and they had a, uh, they had like a strongman gym there where I got to touch a few implements. And then there was a local promoter back home that was putting on a show, um, so I got kind of linked up with him when I got back and, um, and, you know, trained with him for a little while before I kind of broke loose from him and, you know, started doing my own thing. So, okay. And were you doing like powerlifting or anything in high school or lifting at all? Football, but, um, I did a couple like bench only, like I was like your typical, like, I mean, I squatted, but we weren't allowed to, we weren't allowed to deadlift, but I was like your <clears> typical bench hey how much you bench how much you bench like that was the only thing that i cared about when i was cool um yeah. the only that mattered you know what i mean so i mean you got a you got a solid benchers build for sure you know what i mean your shoulders aren't like super broad out there but they're tight and like everything's big right up there so. yeah well i mean to be 
it, it's been kind of strange. Like my whole life, um, I mean, I grew up on a farm, so strength has kind of been prioritized. Um, I remember watching World's Strongest Man with my grandfather when I was real young there on ESPN. And you know, my, my grandfather, Troyes, you know, my son is named Troyes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, like, there's a big connection there. But uh, he was like, you know, you can do that. You can do that uh, if you want to. And then, you know, uh, so it's just kind of been a quest, if you will, quest for strength. Yeah. And I there for a while, um, you know, fought MMA and, you know, wrestled in college. So I didn't really lift a whole lot when I was doing that stuff because I had to be at such a uh, low body weight. I yeah. fought as 145 and wrestled as low as like 149. So, uh, you know, I'm only five, six. So it's, you know, it's, it's, I was just a normal weight. You know what I mean? Um, normal-ish anyway. But so glad I stumbled back into it for sure. Yeah. So you, did you join the Marine Corps right out of high school? I did not. I didn't need Honestly, I was just bored of work one night. And I was like, man, this, this ain't it. I was working at a, uh, Rivendell behavioral health, uh, here in Bowling Green. It's like a, uh, residential treatment facility for like, um, kids with substance abuse problems. There was a, a sex offender unit. There was a myriad of other, like, you know, m- multiple mental diagnoses units. And I was just working night shift, like doing paperwork. And I was like, man, this fucking blows. I was like, <laughs> this is not what my life is going to be like me just coming to work seven days a week and doing all the same paperwork and the same inventory. I was like, I got to do something. So, uh, like I went and talked to the recruiter the next day. Um, when I had like a weird schedule, that was opposite my wife, uh, cause I was working third shift. And then like, I remember one day I just came home and she was like, uh, uh, what'd you do today? I was like, well, I went and joined the Marine Corps. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, I just maps in Louisville. And I just swore in like, it was while she was at work. I just went with him after I got off work and just went and did, I told her that I was thinking about it, but she just thought I was, you know, talking. So, um, yeah, just went and did it. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like, I mean, a huge, huge thing. Cause I, you know, I was just a reservist, but, uh, yeah, just went and did it. Wow. So how did that, I don't know how that works. The reservist program and stuff. Did you have to leave for like training and everything? Yeah. So I went to the normal uh, boot camp in Paris Island for 13 weeks. From there, I went to Camp Geiger at um, – it's pretty close to Lejeune for four weeks of uh, combat training. It's basically like school of infantry on like a really short uh, – like I think school of infantry is eight weeks, and we just did four weeks. It's where you learn all your machines, stuff like that. Then I went to uh, Fort Leonard Wood for 16 weeks uh, for the military police academy. Once graduated that. Came back, checked into my unit in Lexington, and then from there it was you know the one week in a month, and then two weeks out of the summer kind of deal. So, okay, yeah, it's not too bad. No, it wasn't. And that um, was after after college, you said. Yeah, yeah, I already had a degree. Everything. Um, I was just I had submitted a flight packet with the Navy, um, <clears throat> and I uh, had to take like the hardest test that I've ever taken in my whole life. It's called like the the OAR or ASTB or something. I don't something like that. Uh, but it was incredibly difficult and, uh, scoring like the, uh, cause I had a really high ASVAB score. I, I had like a 93 or 94 on the ASVAB. So I was like, this ain't gonna be no problem. So I mm-hmm. studied for a little bit and went in and I was like, holy shit. And I scored like 58th percentile on it. And they were like, Hey man, a couple years ago, we just shook your hand and said, welcome to the Navy, mm-hmm. but, uh, gonna need a couple extra points. Uh, but what's funny is I went down there with a buddy and, uh, he took the test and he made a 58 as well. And, uh, but he had some like fancy, uh, like letter of recommendation. And it was like, my name's mm. Luke 
commander or whatever of the third fleet of whatever the blah, blah, blah. And they're like, welcome to the Navy. And he's still flying for the Navy right now. And this was like wow. six, seven years ago. So, yeah, I mean, it worked for him. Uh, we had the same score. So I just I guess I wasn't connected enough. I don't know. But uh, That's wild. What, uh, what was your degree in? Sociology with a minor in criminology. For the longest time, oh. I wanted to be a cop. Um, and, uh, here locally, it was just almost impossible to get on with, um, the local police departments because back then everybody wanted to be a cop. It, they weren't all over the news, you know, being protested mm-hmm. and being that and this, that, and the other. <clears throat> so they had a really large pool of applicants for a really, really small, you know, uh, group of, uh, you know, positions. But in hindsight, I was no, in no way ready for that. Looking back at my 21 year old self, like it's probably for the best that I never got selected for any of those positions. I mean, you know, uh, obviously, uh, fit the requirements like intellectually and physically and everything, but looking back on it, it's, pro- it's probably for the best that I didn't move into one of those positions. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you wrestled and played football in college or was no. football just high school? Um, I just, uh, I started judo and, uh, jujitsu at the end of my high school career. Um, went to a local like NAIA college. And, um, they, cause they didn't even have wrestling at my high school. And I walked in and I was like, Hey, I'm, uh, looking to maybe walk on the wrestling team. I've always been interested in it. And he was like, well, if you'll show up, then we got a place for you. Um, so I had done like a whole lot of wrestling that summer to try to like, you know, um, like with some local people that had went to Western and stuff like that to, you know, kind of prepare me or whatever. So neutral when we were on our feet, like I was fine. Like I could hang with anybody in the room. We had a couple of national champs in there. Um, and one of my first days in the, on the mats, I took down our, uh, returning national champ. Then he proceeded to like whoop my ass. Like he just probably wouldn't take it. <laughs> but I threw it in front of everybody, like a big fancy judo pro. And everybody was like, all right, this kid's, this kid came to play. And then I just got my ass kicked for like six months, which, you know, was great for me. I needed that. So, yeah, um, <laughs> ground game was not there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. They do some weird shit when you're dead. If you're not used to it, like for, mm-hmm. Years and years, they just fold you up in a little pretzel and pin you. So, yeah, but, I believe it. Had fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, football, you just played in high school, you said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what position because, were you? Nose guard, actually. Oh, no, five six, one hundred sixty five pounds. Uh, loved it. <laughs> loved it. Our uh, defense coordinator was the uh, starting middle linebacker for Bear Bryant sixty six Alabama football team. And um, he was a hard-nosed defensive coordinator. I mean, every every tackle we led with our head, you know, we just we just got up oh, there and sure. got out. Yeah, we had a good defense. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And you didn't feel like you had any disadvantage being a little bit smaller back then? I'm guessing you weren't the same 220 weight that you are now. That <laughs> no, I was about 165. Um, I've never really felt still like- pretty sturdy in high school for being 5'6". Yeah. yeah. I was still benching like – um, you know, going back to all I really gave a shit about was bench press. Um, like I hit 300 for the first time on my 15th birthday. I remember that, um, so, like, like much stronger than most of the people that we were. Uh, yeah. and I remember like my squatters, but looking back, there ain't no way like it was like down deep enough. So I'm not even going to mention that, but all of That's our right. numbers, like there were three or four of us that were pretty strong. And, uh, like it was like an exclusive group. Like if you wanted to work out with us, like you had to meet certain, you know, parameters. But I mean, ever since I was in high school, I had like a basement gym or something like that. So I'd get up and go work out before I went to school and get out. And I just tried to be the hardest worker always. 
Um, and you know, <clears throat> all these other kids would, you know, I'd be the kid screaming, how bad do you want it? You got to want it. You got to want it. And they don't laugh at me, which is cool, uh, because they're not on ESPN now, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think you proved yourself with that. I mean, that's why you got voted yeah. in fan favorite into the finals last year or this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now it's just, you know, proving I belong. So I think you've proven that. I mean, but continuing to prove it is the way to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Aside you know from I mean? long records i would i would be inclined to agree <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you can be proud and never satisfied you know i feel like that's the never. uh never there's always gonna be a chip on my shoulder there's always something somebody else i can be there's always something else i can do um just gotta keep getting better you know what i mean yeah you got your eyes on any of the other records or are you gonna stick with uh just the log trying to pursue that a little bit oh no i plan to put a lot of my eggs and chasing this american deadlift record oh. um yeah, in January, the Super Series show that I'm hosting in January, um, <clears throat> I'm going to introduce a suit to my pools and, you know, see if I can make a, a real run at, that uh, I think Adam, uh, Adam Dirks has it at 881. Um, so I'm going to make a, you know, a real, real big run with that. The 105 record? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think McKeegan set it at like 909. Yeah, the world record is what McKeegan set. Uh, oh, the American one. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, realistically, I don't know that I can add that. I mean, I, I, I don't even think McKeegan – I think it's higher than that. I think it's like nine, 920 maybe. I don't know. I'd oh, have really? to check. I'm going to keep up with that. Uh, yeah. But a South African guy um, that has it – I think it's 923 now that, now that you mention it. Um, <clears throat> but he's just a freak. So mm-hmm. – um, and I'm sure that there will be people in the running that can contest that. I'm, I mean, I know Sean Schumacher is coming down. Oh, yeah, to, he's crazy. To pull at our show. Um, Frank Provenzano will be pulling in Nashville. Uh, Mike Bartos will be pulling in Nashville as a 105. So there's going to be a handful of us that are going to be bringing yep. some pretty big. So Yeah, the American record is probably going to go down. That's awesome. I hope so. Well, it's my goal to set it there so I can just focus all my attention on Clash, you know, leading up to, like, actual Clash. Mm -hmm. Setting it there so you don't have to actually go to the finals and compete and focus on taking the Clash money yet. No doubt, because, I mean, as competitive as last year was, uh, you're going to get, you know, some more people out of the woodwork this year, Mm -hmm. uh, especially as the prize money increases and stuff like that. We're going to start drawing some of these uh, higher-level athletes, you know what I mean, and maybe people from – uh, from all over, you know what I mean? I think COVID kind of shut down a lot of people coming in internationally mm-hmm. from last year. So hopefully, um, I mean, because I just want to compete against, against the best. I mean, if I'm, you know, 20th in the world, I want to know that I'm 20th in the world, you know. I, yeah. I want to – I'd rather take, you know, 10th out of a group of stacked – I mean, just stacked 105s and first and just walk my division, you know what I mean? So Yeah, it's tough to be proud of a – uh a title when you know that it was because or potentially because people didn't show up. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Especially I mean, when it's, it's not their fault. You know what I mean? It's not like they didn't choose to show up. It was COVID right. or whatever prevented it. That's yeah. right. And you could even, I mean, look at ASM this year is the same way. I mean, oh, yeah. you see a lot, you know, previous winners and previous runners up, runner up who are hurt or, you know, hired or doing their own thing right now. Yeah, the current uh, the current champ. I mean, Anthony Deal's dealing with all kinds of injuries, so it's yeah, unfortunate yeah. he can't try and defend his title. Yeah, I think he's going to try to take like a year or so off. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then Which I, sucks because last year he made a statement there. He was yeah, wild. Yeah, he did. I mean, and obviously, you know, Furman's not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Clayton was another top 105 in America. You know, Sean DeMarinas is hurt, I think. Um, I mean, it's just you, you look and there's a lot of people that when I first entered the sport that were, you know, top 105s in the division that I was like, this is the level I need to be at. These are the guys that I need to be keeping up with. And, you know, now they're, you know, unable to compete for whatever reason or they're just choosing not to. I mean, which is their prerogative. I'm not, you know, talking shit about it or anything. It just, you know, want to compete against the best. So, yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned you're hosting the Nashville part of the Super Series. How did you get involved in that? Um, well, uh, and I have been friends since probably 2017, I think. I brought him and Kimmy down for a uh, seminar, and we, we kind of stayed close. Cause he mentioned that he was going to be moving up to Fort Knox for the Army Warrior Fitness Team. So I, I, mm-hmm. I've been up there quite a few times to train with them um, and, you know, get some work in, kind of helped – uh, fill in as a training partner for him after, you know, Justin moved up to Indiana before Dan got there. Um, yeah. I've just, you know, kind of remained close to him. And then after clash, I kind of got in his ear and I was like, Hey, you need to move on this. I, I think there's a market for these, you know, regionals that we need a, you know, a concrete path to get to class. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then the next day he calls me, he's like, you want to run one in Nashville? And I was like, yep. Count me in. Uh, Cause from the beginning, I mean, you know, you you need to support the people who support you. So, it, I mean, as soon as he mentioned that Strength League Collective was a thing, I was like, hey, whatever you need, count me in, need me to write programs. I went ahead and signed up for a membership the day it was released. You know what I mean? You just you got to support the people that support you. So Yeah, I think that's get, it's lost a lot in this sport, a lot of sports, but this one in particular. People, I mean, yep. how many people didn't subscribe probably to the three dollar live stream this weekend? Three dollars. Yep. I was I was there filming it in person and I subscribed. I mean, Jacob McBride was competing and he subscribed, yep. and it's just wild. It's three bucks and it supports it, and then it helps push the sport in the right direction. Right? It doesn't yep. take much. And then I mean, a strength lead, uh membership. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just buying t-shirts at comps, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I was working. I got a free shirt. Still bought one. Yeah. Yeah, I went around to the vendors. I don't need a beanie. It's the middle of summer, but I bought one for <laughs> this honor um, there. And then I bought like some beard spray. Obviously, before, you know, the beard kind of got in the way. I bought some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember one. you were walking around and it was long enough. You just kept putting it in your face to smell it. Yeah, yeah, it was delicious. It was like cedar leather or something. It's dope. The wife yeah. hates it. I don't care. It's fine. Oh, really? <laughs> she ain't got to smell it all day. I do. It's fine with me. Yeah, I got I got one sent uh, by uh, my permafrost beards company that sends me stuff, and yeah. she she absolutely can't stand it. Hell yeah! <laughs> you just wear it to spider now, don't you? It depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that beard's gone for good now. You're leaving it that way. Yeah, I probably won't grow it out further there than no, it was. Yeah, um, there's no reason no- to. You know, routine maintenance. It was getting a little wild on the sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so it was it was becoming difficult to tame. And then that was like the you know the cherry on top. I was just mm-hmm. being obstinate asshole basically. So everybody was like, "You need to trim it," and I was like, "No, I'm not doing it." You guys just messed up. So. And then uh, you mentioned uh, writing programs for Strength Leap. Mm-hmm. Did Furman ask you to write those, or were you, you said you were kind of volunteering to just help out? Well, I volunteered to help out in any way, and then uh. 
I think I can't remember if he brought it to me or if I brought it to him. Anyway, it was brought up that I could write a log program. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is on there on Strengthly Collective under the free resources, and it's from seeds to saplings. It's a ten day, you know, log peaking program. uh, So you can set some PR. Perhaps I should have started it about you know eleven weeks ago. Uh, (laughs) It is what it. (laughs) But uh, you know, I got a good feedback. Uh, people have messaged me on Instagram. They've hit 20, 30, 40 pound PRs. Um, I mean, I, I've gotten a lot of messages about it. They, uh, I think TJ was saying it had been downloaded like 200 times or something like that. So a bunch of people oh, wow. down. Yeah, I don't know how many people ran it, but I've gotten a bunch of messages about it. So that's awesome. Are yeah. you writing any other programs for them or have any other plans uh, as far as working for the first, collective? Yeah, uh, we're trying to get one in the works right now. Um, may do a squat variation, squatting for strong man and how to implement it. So, uh, that, that's kind of on the table and we're, you know, discussing it, but I've yet to really move forward with it. So you take on like regular clients too, right? Not outside of strength leap. Right. So I have, uh, by my last count, about 62 online clients right now. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I stay pretty busy. Um, as far as that, and that's, you know, I work full time as well. But I was luckily, about to ask, how do you how do you manage all that? Holy shit! Luckily, they, I only have to do like a few actual hours of work a, a week, so there's a lot of times where I'm at work doing my programming. Like that's pretty well all I do on Thursdays is sit there okay. and you know get back to you know client questions and send them videos and um, send out new programming stuff like that. But typically, everybody always has their week by about Sunday at lunchtime. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty fortunate in that regard. Unless work's mm-hmm. popping. And it kind of pushes things back a little bit. Yeah. You had two clients this weekend at Waco? Yep. Yep. Ricky uh, Diagracias and Mike Congdon, who ended up winning. So, oh, I didn't know Mike was your guy. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got two in Finland next week uh, to compete at uh, Strongman Champions League, World Strongest Man. Uh, I have a 90 going, Nick O'Hare, who won USS Nationals. Um <clears throat> Back in June at 90 kilos, and then uh, Marshall Zen, if you're familiar with him. Uh, oh, name. Yeah, Marshall's a 105. He won the Arnold South Africa, uh, 17, 18, and 19. As one, he's like two inches shorter than me, and like by like 50, he almost he has to cut weight sometimes to go to 231, and he's like Ooh. my size. So, yeah, that's wild. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I'm anxious to see how they're doing out there or how they're going to do out there. I know there's. I think Darren from Colorado, I'm, I don't know how to say his last name, Heltimes or Heltimes, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's, I, yeah, like him a lot. I just don't know how to say his name. Um, yeah. He's there as well. He's not mine, though. Um, I think Dan Caraway's going. Yeah, I've talked uh, to Darren a couple of times about it. He's real pumped for it. He's been training yeah, pretty hard. Go for him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but honest, I mean, I think I think Nick's got a real shot. Um, they bring home gold over there. I mean, he's a he's an incredible athlete. And then after that, He's going to do OSG, and that's probably going to be his last 90 show. He's registered for the Super Show at uh, as a 105, so he's going to hurt some feelings there. That's awesome. You said you got 10 people at your show? Do what? You said you had 10 of your clients at your show signed up for Nashville? Yeah. yeah. Give or take. Because <clears throat> um, a lot of my clients, you know, are, are local too. So four or five of those guys are local, and then, you know, four or five are online clients that are going to be mm-hmm. making it. So. That'll be a pretty good, pretty good little deal. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that one. It's got a pretty good uh, sign up already. Yeah, it does. So I feel like hitters. I'm gonna get some good footage there. Yeah, some hitters are there 
for sure. And anybody that doesn't qualify uh, or anybody who missed Waco and anybody who doesn't qualify Denver um, mm-hmm. will, you know, fall to that one. And then, because uh, nobody wants to go to New Jersey. So Nashville seems pretty dope uh, when you look <laughs> at places. So. Yeah, I hope Johnny listens to this. <laughs> uh, I, do, I, I feel like being in New Jersey is going to hurt the competition potentially. I don't know how many, I mean, there's a few strong men up in the uh, Northeast yeah. area there, but yeah, for sure. Like your Aaron and everybody at lightning, like every one of those guys are strong. That's um, true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where Rob's out of. That's where he's from. And he started as a one Oh five. Yeah. There's a lot going on up there. Uh, hopefully Aaron Fondry makes the jump. I'd like, I'd love to see him at clash. Um, he's a monster monster. Um, not super nice guy too. Like, so, <clears throat> yeah. That uh, Massachusetts must be good for breeding uh, pressers between Rob and Camby, I guess, huh? Apparently so. Apparently so. Well, it's so cold all the time. What else do you got to do? Sit inside your basement and overhead press or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. And they're both split jerkers, which is odd. So. Yeah, I was talking to Camby with, uh, when we were doing our podcast, and he's big on utilizing, he says, all three between yeah. – you know, yeah. vipering push presses and split jerks, which is wild. I don't know anybody else that genuinely does all three, depending on like what the weight is. I actually like program a lot of uh, complexes. So I'll do a viper into a strict press, into a push press. And then if I'm like typically, unless I'm training for a heavy single, I don't split jerk a log at all. I, I just push press it. Okay. Um, so now you'll see my training shift back to mainly push presses. Like for ASM, I doubt I'll split jerk any of those. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I pra- practice a lot of vipers and strict presses and push presses and stuff like that. So I'm a big fan of that as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Can't be said he was planning on viper and ASM. Hope he does. <laughs> Hope he does. So yeah, that, that log's just heavy enough that it's going to give people some problems, but it's mm-hmm. light, light enough. Like there's going to be a few of us that, you know, hit four or five, can be made and hit six reps with it. The problem is going to be the time because you got to clean and press every rep. Um, yeah, uh, it does. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say about six will win that. I don't know what Tommy's good for, uh, but Tommy's a great presser. So um, I know generally what I'm going to bring to the table. Tommy's um, got the wildest shoulders of anybody, I feel like, in the division. Bro, and his arms are so long. Yeah. It, like he could probably scratch his knee without even like leaning. It doesn't even make sense mm-hmm. how long. They are. Um, yeah. Like it's kind of cheating. Like if <laughs> on everything except for press, but now yeah. he gets on a great presser, especially to be so long armed. Yeah, uh, genuinely, him. he was a little bit smaller at ASM last year, like than he mm-hmm. was walking into weigh-ins on Friday morning. Yeah, but uh, I remember just being shocked at how well he hit that circus dumbbell. Yeah, he's an efficient motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I'd never take anything away from Tommy. He's a great athlete, uh-huh. man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm anxious to see who really shows, man. Uh, I think uh, I think Deffenball signed up, and uh, I mean he he's been around the sport for a long time, so there's no telling what he's you know. Every time happened. I see him compete, it seems like he he's a, such a gamer in events. He yeah. finds every little trick of how mm-hmm. to do the least amount of work in the event, and it works for him. I mean, because sure. it's, it's part of the sport. Oh, it's like the the old broom knows all the corners of the room. Like that's him in the sport. Like, like if there's a trick to squeeze out an extra point or an extra few feet, like he's going to use it and good on him. I mean, that's a great strategy. Yeah. 
nothing but respect for James too. I think uh, Nate Bowling. I talked to him in Waco. I think he said he's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there are a couple pros that are uh, going to skip it due to going to Denver. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Really- I, I think but- a lot of a lot of people that don't necessarily necessarily see themselves podiuming think that it's not worth, you know, if you're not going to get the cash, it's not necessarily worth it when you can go to clash and run through the super series. For sure. And you're also got to look at, I mean, so many people are hurt right now too. Like Richie's hurt. Deal's hurt. um, Gary's hurt. Mm. Who else? There's somebody else. There's another pro that's hurt. Um, Was it, was Michael Connor a pro? Cause he tore his bicep. No. Uh, He'll be a pro shortly. I'm sure, um, yeah. He missed his pro card. Uh, oh, no, that was Reed Tompkins. I was thinking missed his pro card yeah. by, like, a point, tearing his bicep at Nats in 19. There's, I feel like there's, like, a bottleneck at the top of the top of the division right now, and it's just waiting for the right show for a lot of these, like, your Andrew Mox and your Reed Tompkins and Bob uh, uh, Schwantz. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Dan Hughes is another, you know, he was a gamer. Matt McQuiston is an incredible athlete out of Nashville. Um, Ryan Saxton, who showed up and whooped my ass all weekend at um, at Clash in the heats until we got to the finals. Um, Sean Schumacher is another, you know, gamer. Um, there's a lot of people. I feel like that they're just kind of bottlenecked at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, like, maybe there's some more opportunities moving forward to, you know, kind of secure those pro cards, especially with how um, – for lack of a better way to put it with how depleted the pro division is right now, just with injuries and retirements and people not using their cards. Do you, you know? do you feel like there is too few pro cards given out or is it uh, just the fact, is it just the fact that right now the sport's suffering so poor, so badly with injuries and other things that there's not enough people to compete? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, when I first got in, you could get, when I first started the sport, you know, you could win your pro card in the Arnold at nationals and the Platte plus shows. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty, problem. um, the biggest problem I think is just, you know, people get, win their pro card and then they just don't, they just don't compete for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, life gets in the way. Some of them get, I mean, one of my best friends is Derek stone. I mean, Derek's been competing forever, has his, has had his pro card for shit almost 10 years now, I guess. And he's just broke. Like there's like, he's, yeah. So many injury, um, but uh, I mean, like Tom Atafas has his has had his pro card for a long time, um, and he usually competes today. I know he competed at ASM last year. Um, uh, Jeff Lee won his pro card a few years ago, but I don't know that he's a, he's done a pro show yet. Um, obviously, Terry uh, mm. won his card but doesn't really compete uh jordan has a pro card but you know doesn't really compete other than a clash um i mean there's just i mean that's that's a bunch especially when you you know you weight it with the injury stuff like that so yeah so that's tough i think also i mean it sucks because like you want people to compete because they love the sport, but it's right. hard to be a pro and compete when so far until this year, there's never been financial compensation. Right. Right. What was it they got last year for ASM? Like a thousand, like, and then like 1500 bucks or something like that. And he didn't get his check for six months. Yeah. That's wild. That's yeah. It's, it's no bueno. I'm glad that, you know, there's been a change. Like there's, 
um, there's excitement in the 105 division again because, you know, there for a while it was bottlenecked at the top. And then when you mm-hmm. push through the bottleneck, you're like, all right, now I just get to compete once a year. And then Arnold is a heavyweight. Yay. But now mm-hmm. our OS, then OSG came along and, you know, kind of changed it a little bit. But um, I don't know how, I don't think that payouts at OSG were that great either. So, no, and, I, and good on Lynn for putting OSG into place. That's amazing. And it's a great show. I went in 19. I had a blast. It was a really cool show to watch. Yeah. It's long, but that's, I mean, it's hard to do when you got 200 competitors. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. But yeah, no the doubt. financial compensation still just is, it's, it's lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, you just look what we're able to do in such a short amount of time um, with, you know, and I, I think that people just focus when I say people, I mean promoters you know, they try to focus on so many divisions and masters under 90 and mass, like not shitting on the masters. I'm just saying there's so broad of a focus going on. I think that we're able to kind of, you know, we're relatable number one, because, you know, we're normal size and, you know, we talk with these weird accents and, you know, we're, we're normal guys. We're not like first time I met Brian Shaw, I was like, what is this thing? Like, this isn't a human. Like what, what, what is this? Like, yeah. so we're relatable number one. And, um, it's just easy when you're just focusing on one division for the money to flow right back to the athletes. Um, so like with the super series show I'm running in Nashville, I haven't done a lot of the legwork yet as far as getting sponsorships. Tommy like logged down a ton of sponsorships, uh, for the Waco, like big cash money sponsorships. And I've just been kind of hanging back. I mean, my priority was getting the equipment done. So like I've got like almost all the equipment that we're going to need already. We're going to be at a gym. So we're going to be able to use the plates there. We don't have to worry about transporting anything. Uh, yeah. So I took care of all of that first. Like that was my priority. And now I can kind of you know ride Tommy's coattails a little bit and be like, Hey, this is what we did in Waco. If you want to be an investor, blah, 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 blah. Um, so we can just, you know, keep leveling up. Yeah. Yeah. So are the, uh, are the ADL guys going to be there in Nashville as well? I know they're going to actual clash, but are they going to all the super series? I think so. I think so. That's awesome. Yeah. They did a hell of a job. Yeah. And I know the death before dishonor guys, um, last I heard they were making the shirts for everybody as well. Sick. That's awesome. Yeah. So I need to get with them about, um, putting a little, you know, graphic together, but you know, that's kind of my priority once, uh, once ASM and or nationals is over with is just, you know, doing all the legwork needed to, you know, get that ball rolling mm-hmm. and make sure taken care of. Cause we had so many signups, you know, so quick that money's just like sitting in a PayPal account. Like we hadn't used a penny of it. Like it's just waiting for, you know, for somebody to come win it basically. Like yeah. most of prize money's already there just on signups. And like, we didn't incur any, like we're not having to pay out anything um, mm-hmm. because equipment was taken care of through sponsorships, like all the sandbags and, you know, yokes and the Clint moneymakers coming through on some of that stuff. Um, and then the venue was just happy to have us because they wanted to do something a little different. And it's and what, what gym is that? It's a uh, CrossFit East Nashville. Um, so if you follow like noble on Instagram, it's where Tia Claire to me, and maybe Brooke Wells. I don't know. I feel like her name's Brooke, but I don't remember if it's Brooke Wells or not. Uh, but uh, they Brooke, trained. Brooke Entz might be maybe, it. Yeah. Maybe. Whichever one trains with uh, Tia Claire Toomey. Like when we went down there to like tour and talk to them to like set the deal up or whatever, like 
like Tia walked by and I was like, did you guys see that? Like, was that? And they were like, yeah, she's in training, getting ready for the games. I was like, what the? So, <laughs> so it's, it's a big deal down there apparently. And you can like see Titan stadium. Um, so for the hotel, like, uh, like all the hotels, um, Oh, you still there? Yep. I got you. I still hear you. Okay. All of the hotels, um, like have like their own little kitchenette or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's pretty dope. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Nashville's one of my favorite places to visit. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got a few buddies from uh high school that live in Clarksville. Yeah. So yeah. I go down there. I used to go down there once a year or so go party it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to uh, Fairbanks, Alaska, where I grew up, because it's like right there, basically built into a military base. So yeah. the type of people that you're surrounded with are very similar to what I grew up with. So yeah, yeah, that makes things easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I vibe with it pretty well. <laughs> I forgot what else I was going to say. I do have a, a couple of questions that Dan Hughes told me to ask you. Okay, I love these. I'm sure I will. <laughs> he says, how was it working for the Wicked Witch of the West? How was it working for the Wicked Witch of the West? Oh, he's making us. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't so bad. She treated us well. There were a bunch of us you know, flying monkeys jumping around and such. Um, it wasn't so bad. She took care of us. You could probably guess the theme of the other two questions that he said. Yeah, I'm sure they're all related. Lollipop Gill or the Oompa Loompas or Lollipop Gill something. Actually, neither of those. Uh, were you offended that Frodo took Sam instead of you to Mount Doom? <laughs> nah, I was busy helping Legolas, man. Uh, <laughs> Getting tossed around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and was it uncomfortable inside R2-D2? <laughs> that's a good one. That's if you know Dan, like that's some that's some good Dan humor right there. Oh, yeah. uh, now you got used to it, man. I had plenty of room to stretch out, so it wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's all I got for you tonight. I know it's like eight fifty where you're at. Yeah, yeah. I'm technically on call at work, and a second ago when I disappeared, they were calling me. So I probably need to see what that's about. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, man. I'll, uh, I'll let you go. I'll let you go get back to work or whatever you got to do. All right, brother. If you need anything, just holler at me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do. All right, man. Peace. See you, bud. All right. That's my time with Tyler. Remember until next time, keep it thick, strong and awkward.